Hello everyone, Bob Main here, and welcome to another episode of the Handgun World Podcast. This is episode 635 on August 6, 2023. Today is the 14th birthday of this show. My first episode was August 6th, 2009. So I got to let all of you know, thank you very much for sticking with me all these years. This week, I want to talk about simple concealed carry. And I'm going to give credit to somebody here in a moment that inspired this episode. Please remember that this is a listener-supported show. I don't have paid sponsors on here for a reason, so I can be very independent. And if you like this show and it gives you some value, can you please consider supporting me on my Patreon page? And that link will be in the show notes. Now, what I'm about to talk about, I mentioned a little bit recently on a podcast where I was a guest. I don't get a chance to be a guest very often. But I was on Varsity Firearms podcast with John Valenti recently. And I think you're going to hear that come out next weekend. So check that out, Varsity Firearms. And we had a really good conversation. John Valenti is getting started in podcasting. Give his show a listen. I I think you'll like it. So here's one of the things that we talked about and also uh, a post on Facebook that I want to mention that really, it really jumped out at me and I want to talk about it. And uh, DB's Shooting Adventures on Facebook. DB's Shooting Adventures. Check it out and follow his page. He just recently did an article uh, called The Concept of Carrying Simply. And so I give him credit for inspiring this episode. And I want to talk about simple concealed carry. Not complicated concealed carry. And I'm going to explain my opinion of what I think is the difference between both. Uh, What DB talks about in his Facebook post, he loves to carry revolvers. He likes to carry simple, small guns that are easy to carry. It doesn't require a lot of thought. A good point he makes in his post is that it's got to be something that you want to carry because if, very simply, if you don't want to carry it, you're not going to carry it. That's just the way it is. And He says that simply armed means I can be armed with a firearm and not really have to think or obsess about it. It needs to be easy to don and doff without effort. It needs to be light enough and small enough to be worn without any special clothing or special belts and can be worn in things like gym shorts and swim trunks. It needs to be easy to travel with and legal anywhere in the United States that I may travel And it needs to have the capability of being deep concealed and also exceptionally safe in unconventional carry methods. It needs to be as easy to remove from a fight as it is to get in to a fight. It needs to support a mindset of leave and not one of act. In other words, you're retreating, you're getting out of the situation. You're not acting and injecting yourself into the violent situation. It needs to be reliable in worst case scenarios of what we actually see in robberies and attacks and how they happen. The firearms chosen for this role need exceptionally simple manuals of arms and no complexity or dedicated thought to 
run them. This is not like professionals carrying guns, um, and and I'm going to talk a little bit about that. So again, this is DB's Shooting Adventures. Uh, I'll put a link to his page and his profile on Facebook. Definitely, definitely check it out. He's a big revolver guy, a big small revolver guy. He likes the small, even 22 revolvers, 22 Magnum revolvers. One of the things he talks about on here is a 327 uh, revolver, a revolver chambered in 327. He specifically mentions the Ruger LCR. There are others, but that's kind of always intrigued me because with certain ammo like 32 Magnum, you know, it's a pretty soft shooting gun. And, you know, even 30, I think 32 longs, you can shoot through those revolvers. I think that's what he says in here. And it's, but also he talks a lot about, you know, the smaller, easy to conceal guns and easy to carry. I've always said the best gun you could possibly have is the gun that you have when something happens. But it's got to be completely secret. For many of us, we cannot afford to get made. We cannot afford for somebody to see that we are carrying. It's something that, in many cases, it's not a um, prohibited. It's not pro. I mean, it's not prohibited to carry a gun. But private property owners sometimes, if they know that you are carrying, even though it's legal, they they do not wish for you to carry, and they can ask you to leave. They can dismiss you from the property or at least ask you to dismiss your firearm from the property and then you can come back. So it's got to be very, very discreet. If you're made, if somebody figures out that you're carrying, sometimes that's not always a good situation. Most of the guns in simple concealed carry, most of them are are very simple guns as DB talks about in his uh, post. They are very reliable. And if they're not, you need to get make sure you get a reliable one. A guy came to a competition match. By the way, how many of you listening to this shoot competition? If you don't go to competition matches, let me suggest it. Let me suggest you at least give it a try. I wish they wouldn't call them competition. I, I kind of wish they would call them recreational shooting matches. A lot of people get intimidated by the word competition right? I've heard a lot of people say, oh, I I can't go compete with my gun because I wouldn't be very good. And so they disqualify themselves and they don't go. And the object is not to go there and win the match. The object is to go there and practice with your firearm. And competition can be really good practice. I wouldn't say that it's training, but I would say that it's pretty good practice. And I've been doing it for over 15 years. I'd highly recommend it. So a guy came one time to one of the competition matches that I was in, and he had a little 22, and it was a small 22, not a big 22 like a Browning Buckmark or or the large Ruger 22 pistols. I don't even remember what brand it was or what model, but it was a small little 22, and it jammed like crazy. And the poor guy just didn't have any fun at the competition match. Any of you ever seen that happen maybe not even at a competition match maybe you've seen that just at a range session Um, so sometimes these 22s can be finicky and that's what I like 
uh, about DB talking about 22 revolvers because 22 revolvers are quite reliable, especially some of the really good ones like the Ruger LCR 22 revolvers. And that's kind of an intriguing matter of fact, you know what I think a good combo, a good combo of concealed carry, especially if you want real small, real discreet concealed carry. Uh, a 22 revolver like a Ruger LCR in 22 and another Ruger LCR in 327, 327 Federal. I, I think that would be a good combination. You know, if you want something with decent capacity, but it's still very small and light and easy to carry, you can carry the 22. And, you know, if you want something with more punch, you can carry the exact same gun with the exact manual arms in 327 Federal. How's that? Now, I don't recommend, I won't come out and recommend that somebody carry a 22, a 22 for self-defense. But if it's all you got, and if it's all you can afford, then by all means, um, you know, carry it. Uh, John Valenti on, on Varsity Firearms, he asked me the other day when I was interviewing with him, what is the one gun that I would recommend? And I had to give an answer for one gun. Or at least I thought I had to give an answer for one gun. So the gun I said was a SIG P365. And I, I still like that answer that I gave. A SIG P365. If you're only going to buy one gun and you can only afford one gun, if I were you, I'd look into that. It's a 9mm. They now have the P365 in 380. So either a P365 9mm or a 365 in 380. I, but I, I wanted to give more answers, uh, but we just didn't have time, and I didn't want to. I wanted to follow his method when he was interviewing me. But I would also say that probably a really one of these small revolvers like DB talks about, you can also use them for home defense. I mean, if you got like a Ruger LCR chambered in 327, why couldn't you use that for self defense or home defense? That's what I'm talking about. You know, if you practice with it, if you practice with any gun, you can be really good even using it for home defense. A lot of people think you got to have this big giant gun for home defense. I would slightly disagree with that. I don't think you need to have a big, huge gun for home defense. You know, sometimes you, you can get by with just a, a little concealed carry gun if you're good enough. I mean, how many, of you, how many of us have homes that are so darn big that the shot would be too far inside your home? You really have a home that big? Yep. Do you have a home where, where a shot would be more than 20 yards inside your home? Most of us probably don't. And in situations that we know of where there is a home invader or someone breaking into your home or somebody comes in and wants to cause you harm, most of the time it's going to be a close shot. So again, his question to me was one gun. Now, of course, I don't believe in limiting myself to only one firearm, and I have several for that reason. So therefore, uh, the small revolvers make a whole lot of sense. And that was one of the things, I'm going to reread this post after this episode is done, and I'm going to go through his uh, what does he call it here? The concept of carrying simply. I like it. Simply armed. And 
I got some more to cover on this here. The next thing I want to say about all this is not just the firearm needs to be simple, but your holster needs to be simple. If you're pocket carrying, which I really do like pocket carry. Pocket carry is very discreet. If you're in a situation that's very much a non-permissive environment and you need to be, be discreet, pocket carry is the way to go. And there are some advantages of pocket carry. Like I can, I can stand somewhere with my hands in my pocket and actually my right hand in the pocket is actually on my gun, my little Ruger LCP2 in 380. And it just looks like my hands are in my pocket. If my hands are not in my pocket, it looks like my, my wallet, like I'm carrying my wallet in my pocket. And what's wrong with carrying a wallet in the pocket? People see it all the time. Now, sometimes people will notice if you're carrying on your belt, they'll notice the big, huge uh, bulge that's on the right side of your body, on your right hip, or, or for some lefties on their left hip. People will notice that. And it might, it might tip them off that, hey, you know what? That's a gun. But most of the time, if somebody is carrying in the pocket or appendix carrying one of these little small firearms, one of these little small mouse guns like small revolvers or possibly even the small 380s or something like that, no, nobody's going to know. Nobody's going to see that. Nobody's going to really uh, see what's going on. So that's important. That's important. It's also important uh, that bad guys don't see that you're carrying either. That's, that's vitally important. And so there are some disadvantages of a larger gun. Larger guns print more. Larger guns scream gun more. And bad guys, if they know you're carrying a gun, sometimes that's not a very good situation, is it? A lot of small guns have saved a lot of people's lives. And it really doesn't matter what caliber they, they are. It just means that they saved lives because they were available. People had them. People had them with them on their person. Little 380s have saved a lot of lives because somebody was carrying it. Small revolvers have saved a lot of lives. Why? Because when something happened, somebody was carrying that gun. So I want to give you some things to think about as I talk about this for concealed carry and being simple. So a holster, a simple holster. Okay, if you're going to pocket carry, there are very simple pocket carry holsters. But never put a small gun for concealed carry. Never put that in your pocket without a holster. Don't put it inside your waistband without a holster. You are a knucklehead if you do that. You are asking for a problem. You're asking for something to happen that you do not want. There are very good simple holsters. There's plenty of them. All you got to do is Google pocket holsters for concealed carry and you'll probably see several thousand of them. I still use DeSantis Nemesis. I know they're old. I know they're old-fashioned, but it still works, and I practice with it. I use DeSantis Nemesis for my pocket guns. That's my holster. It's great. By the way, I still wear my concealed carry belt. I still wear my Wilderness Tactical. Uh, even if you're pocket carrying, I think it's important to wear your CCW belt. 
your CCW belt, for me, here's what I find. My CCW belt holds my pants up better because it's meant for concealed carry. It's meant for supporting the weight of a gun. Putting a gun in my pocket adds to the weight inside my pants. So having my concealed carry belt, even if I'm pocket carrying, makes great sense. If my shirt is untucked, it looks okay. I even have a concealed carry belt uh, made out of horsehide from Concealment Solutions that looks just like a dress belt. And no one is the wiser. And it looks just like a dress belt. So guess what? They, they, they have no clue. Nobody knows that it is a concealed carry belt. So have some simple items like that. If you read DB Shooting Adventures post on Facebook, he gives a lot of good examples of simple and small and easy concealed carry items uh, that are um, holsters and several other things. So what I said earlier in this episode about what it means to be simply uh, armed, simply armed, I was quoting from uh, DB Shooting Adventures post on Facebook, makes a lot of really good sense. I ask you, analyze your concealed carry setup. How simple is it? Um, you know, even if it's a big gun, it's got you have to you have to simplify things. The one thing that you don't want to have to do if you are defending yourself is you don't want to have to think. You don't want to have to think about your gun. You need to think about tactics. Tactics are more in, more important than weapon. Your tactic is more important than your weapon. In other words, what do you know? What do you know about ending that fight? What do you know about how to end that fight? That's more important than the actual weapon you use. The weapon is just a tool, but your tactics are in your mind. And you know, when, when I teach Beyond Concealed Carry classes, I teach tactics. And when Ben and I together were teaching the classes, we would actually demonstrate tactics to the students in the class. And by the way, if any of you are interested in a class with myself, I'd be happy to teach it uh, beyond concealed carry. Been teaching it for about 12 years. Now the course has evolved a lot. Some of you listening took some of my first classes. And let me tell you what, if you took beyond concealed carry with me right now, it would be a better class, just a better class because I've had 12 years to refine it. So let me know. Let me know if if you got some interest, you got some people that are interested and, you know, maybe I'll make a trip to go teach a class or maybe two classes in your area. If we can make it work, if it works out financially, if it makes sense, then get a hold of me, handgunworld at gmail.com, handgunworld at gmail.com. And one of the tactics that I've focused on is moving, moving and shooting. And it's, it's a difficult skill, but it's something that I would suggest that you learn. Very seldom are you, you and the bad guy going to be standing there delivering shots at each other. That's usually not how it happens. You're not standing there. It's not range practice for you and the bad guy. And whoever shoots the best groups is the winner. I'm sorry, but. You know, I was trying to joke there. That's not the way it is. You know, you're trying to get away from the situation. You're trying to get away from the bad guy that wants to kill you, wants to harm you or a member of your family. You're trying to get away, but yet you're trying to defend yourself at the same time that you're trying to get away. 
This is vitally important. That's why you don't want to have to think. In my opinion, you don't want to have to think. You don't want to have to think, how do I use my gun? Where's the safety on this gun? Okay, what what ammo am I shooting right now? Exactly how do I have to draw this out of the holster? All that needs to be automatic. It needs to be second nature. Please, if you're a new firearms owner, get some training. I mentioned on the Varsity Firearms podcast when I was asked the question, what's the first thing a new gun owner should do? I said, the first thing that a new gun owner should do is get training. And the first training I would suggest is safety training. Learn how to safely operate your firearm. Safety is the most important aspect. It's the most important thing you need to learn. Would you agree with me on that? I sure hope so. After you get safety, then get tactics training. And I don't mean I don't mean team tactics. I don't mean you have to go be a tactical warrior. I'm I'm just talking about self-defense tactics. How do you use your gun to get out of a situation, a bad situation? So then you probably have seen the non-simple concealed carriers. I want to talk about what is non-simple concealed carry. The non-simple carriers are out there with a big giant gun. You know, they got a big Glock 17 or a huge SIG 320 with 21 rounds in the magazine and another 20 round backup or two backup magazines. And they're trying to conceal all this weight and all this gun and all these extra magazines. And they're also trying to conceal a bunch of stuff. They're trying to conceal flashlights. They're trying to conceal knives. They're trying to conceal medical kits. They're trying to conceal all that stuff on their body all at once, right? And they're loaded out. Boy, I tell you what, they're loaded out. Unbelievable loadout. Now, if you can do that every day, every single time that you leave your home, God bless you. More power to you. Let me tell you something. I cannot do that. I cannot carry all of that stuff. Not my lifestyle. I cannot and I will not carry all of that stuff. I'll tell you what I always will be carrying. I will be always carrying a simple firearm that can get me out of trouble. I'm always going to have a pocket knife, mostly for utility purposes. And I'm always going to have a really good flashlight. And I have all three of those on my person right now. A simple gun, a simple knife, and a simple flashlight. I don't see the necessary reason for most civilians to be carrying two 19-round backup magazines and a huge full-size gun with 19 plus 1 in the gun. I mean, to me, that's not really a simple concealed carrier. That is somebody that is, is, I guess, maybe concealed carrying possibly to make a statement. I mean, really think about it. Some people, when they're carrying, they're trying to carry 30 to 35 rounds of ammunition on them. Or let's say they're carrying a pistol with 17 plus one. That's 18. Then they got backup 17 round magazines. So, you know, they got 50 rounds of ammo on them. Why? 
you know, look at statistics, look at actual shootings, look at the data, ladies and gentlemen, the actual data that we have available to us. Most civilians are not using 50 rounds of 9mm to win the fight. So why are you struggling to try to carry 40 or 50 rounds? And if it's a struggle for you, why are you doing that? Okay, when you could be carrying six, seven, eight, how about even 10 rounds, like in a SIG P365? Very, very easy and simple gun to carry. Very easy, very small, very light, very shootable, very accurate, high quality. Yeah, it's only got 10 rounds, but you know what? That, if you, if you can always have that 365 with you, you don't have, and you don't have to struggle, I think that's a better situation than trying to carry 18 rounds in your handgun and one or two 17-round backup magazines. I mean, really, give me a break. And some of you may not agree with me on this, and that's okay. And if you don't agree with me, that's fine. I still love the fact that you're listening to my show and... I always invite, I always invite you to give me comments, you know, set me straight, prove me wrong. If, if I'm wrong, I'm an open-minded guy. I don't mind that. Prove me wrong. Send me an email, handgunworld at gmail.com. Put a Facebook post uh, for this episode. Make a comment on the post that I put out there for this episode. That's all good stuff. I like it. I like interaction between listeners, but I think those are complicated concealed carriers. Those are concealed carriers that often struggle. They're not simple concealed carriers. And it just kind of makes me wonder. And if some of you have data, I would like love to, to see the data. But it kind of makes me wonder how many of the people that feel like they have to be, you know, carrying 40 to 50 rounds on them or at least a couple of spare magazines and a big full-size gun how many people have that with them 24 7 24 7 i mean all the time how many of you do that okay because if that if that loadout if that setup if that whole tactical armament that you're carrying if that's not on you 24 7 my ever so humble 16-year opinion is that it's not going to do you as much good as the little 327 six-shot revolver that is on you and is with you 24/7 all the time. So there are trade-offs, and just like you've heard me say for years, and many, many, many other people say for years, there are trade-offs. Um, I don't think we're ever going to find the perfect concealed carry system. Now, the great thing about the firearms industry is it's evolving, and it's evolving for the better. Guns are getting smaller. They're getting easier to conceal. They're holding much more ammunition than they used to hold even 10 years ago, and they're very concealable, and people don't know that you have them. The holsters are great that we have available to us today. The technology and the design of holsters is fantastic. The belts are great. Uh, so with all the advantages that we have, and the fact that you can practice and that you can train, there's tons of great instructors out there. 
Again, I'd love it if if I could be your instructor, but even if I can't, there's tons of great instructors out there. Lots of them. Get the safety training and then get your tactics training and I think you're going to be just fine. So what do you think? I've said what I wanted to say. I've done my plan for this episode. I'd like to hear from you. What do you think? I did get a voicemail this past week and I'm going to, it's about new shooters and I'm going to play that in next week's episode and I'd like to be able to maybe add one or two to that when I play them. Uh, If you want to schedule an interview with me, uh, I'm still doing what do you carry and why. I'm still, I started that several months ago. I've had many, many guests and I brought them on the show and asked them what do you carry and why. And it's th- that's been very valuable information. So I still invite that. If you want, email me, handgunworld at gmail.com. We can set up an interview if you want as well. And uh, that would work. Lastly, I want to mention my Patreon page. I've got a lot of supporters that are really helping me out. Even for as little as $3 a month, you can support this show. Because as I mentioned, uh, I've been doing this for a long time, don't have I, I purposely don't have sponsors anymore. I did. I went through several years of a couple of really good three actually three really good sponsors, and we kind of both made mutual decisions that it probably wasn't a good idea anymore. But I like it when it's listener supported. When you participate in how this show is formed, how it's created, how it's presented, I think that's best. So you can do that by supporting me on my Patreon page for as little as three bucks a month. So with all that said, I just want to extend a 14-year thank you again for all of you who have been with me and listening to me all these years. You've just listened to another episode of the Handgun World Podcast. I'm your host, Bob Main. Shoot straight, shoot safe, and read your Bible every day. I'll talk to you again next time.